0: This is the last stuff in the fifth Perek, and then we will actually begin the sixth Perek as well. Okay, this last Mishnah follows up on the previous Mishnah, where um, uh, people make a vow that is Shimon. No, I think it's not Shimon. And so this is a similar case, but as we're going to see, it actually is uh, different in a fundamental way. So a one a person is actually gonna be nine people here in the end. So uh the first person he, well they all see a koi what is a koi? Um, this is we're not sure how to identify this animal. Uh, some people think it's a water buffalo. Others think it's a mouflon. Okay, whatever it is, it has some aspects. Uh, that are similar to a behemah, domesticated animal, and some that are similar to a hayah. right? So it has d- different aspects. In some ways, it's similar to both. In some ways, it's similar to neither. In some ways, it's similar to one, and uh, not the other. Okay, this makes a difference in various halachot. Uh, for example, is the chalev, uh, the that parts of those parts of the fat, forbidden, like a behemah, or permitted, like a hayah? Okay, so now a person sees this koi and there is a just a fundamental saphik that is not resolved, has not is not resolved, and not resolvable. Right? Some rabbis say maybe it's just like not, neither. It's a, it's its own category. Okay, so he sees this koi and he says, oh, "I am a nazir that this is a chaya." And then the second person says, "I'm a nazir that it's not a chaya." Third person says, "I'm a nazir that it's a behema," and the fourth person says, "I'm a nazir that it's not a behema." All right, so so far four people. Now the next person says, yazir, khaya u uh, right? "I am a nazir if it's a." If it's both so a sixth person says, am nazir that it's neither a chaya nor a behema right, but some third category um a seventh person says nazir so the first six are are um uh, addressing the koi itself and its its status, but the seventh, eighth, and ninth are discussing all the first six, so the seventh one says. I am a Nazir if one of you six are a Nazir. Uh, so it sounds like well, at least one of them has got to be Nazir because they said every possibility. Now this eighth one says, <laughs> I'm a Nazir if one of you is not a Nazir. And finally, the last one says, I'll be a Nazir. If all of you, previous ones, those six and these last, seven and eight, well, what's the final law? Uh, So we could work out the logic and see, you know, if if it is a Behemah, who would be? If it is a Chaya, right, who would be? But the surprising answer is, All of them are nizirim, even though they said completely opposite things and opposites of opposite things. Uh, Nevertheless, they're all Nezirim. So we notice there's no Machloket here as there was in the previous Mishnah. So how can we explain this surprising uh, ending of of this Mishnah and of the Pedek? So there's a, two or three ways to explain it. Number one, maybe this whole Mishnah is following Bet Shammai. We saw Bet Shammai says a person is a Nazir, even if they took the Nazirut in error. Right? Even if he's thinking that this is a uh, Behemah, or think that this, thinking that this is Shimon. I'm a Nazir if that's Shimon. Turns out not to be Shimon, he's still a Nazir, because even though he is an error, at the time he thought it was Shimon, even though it's an error, still he's a Nazir. And so in all these cases, right, where whether it's true or not doesn't matter, even if he's in error. Uh, uh the person's a nazir, so that's why all of them are naziri. Okay, so that's explanation number one. The Problem with that is it doesn't say it's bet Shammai. it's a stamishna. So, uh, was it would a Mishnah just be like bet Shammai and that's it, and not note any other opinion? That's hard to say. So, um, option number two is that. Uh, the previous Mishnah ended with the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon said that, uh, and that was within Betilel. Rabbi Shimon said, if there's a safek, we're not sure, like in the case of the heap, and you're not sure if it has more than a hundred cord or not, and then it gets stolen, so you have to assume stringency, string, stringency and you have to practice nizirut just in case. So, according to Rabbi Shimon, all of these six are in a state of doubt. And therefore, they all have to practice practice nazirut, right? The one who said, "I'll be a nazir if it's a Chaya. so if it's if it, you know, we go eskeliah Navi, what is it? If it turns out it's really a chaya, that person is definitely a nazir. But um, it, assuming that we don't know, so the person is a safek, a safek nazir, which according to Bishimon still has to practice nazirut. So now, actually, they're all, uh, so they're all, uh, they're all safek, Right? All six of them are going to have to be nazirim mi Safik so now number seven says, one of you are Nazir. Well, for sure, one of them is, a, is in fact a Nazir, because you know, one of them is right. And the other one says, I'll be a Nazir if one of you is not a, is not a Nazir. Well, one of them is wrong. So even though they're all practicing Nazirut Misafik, Right, at least one of them doesn't actually have to um, be have to be a nazir as a as a definite. Right, he's just keeping it misafik, but is actually wrong in his uh, in his uh, um, if statement, and therefore would not have to be uh, vaday. So they're all practicing nizirut, but don't absolutely have to. Um, So that he's also right. Right, you know that's like the famous story, right? You know the two people come to the judge and they say opposite things, and you're right, and he says you're right. This says how could they both be right? He says you're right too, right? So in the sense, yeah, um, because of the sefik, right? At least one of them is a Nazir, and at least one of them is, and in fact in reality not a Nazir, so therefore, since all these six and the last two are Nazirim, so they're all Nazirim, and so that's why the ninth person, who says if you're all Nazirim, he's right too, and they're all Nazirim. Alright, that's the second way to interpret it. There is yet a third way, um, which is that of the of the Rambam, and here we get yet another chance to see the Rambam's innovation in uh, looking for the Peshat of the Mishnah. Uh, Rambam say we don't even have to follow the Bishim'on here, who's in, after all a minority opinion in the previous Mishnah. We can, it can even, be a, can even follow the Be'udah who is anonymous in the previous Mishnah. The Be'udah is the one that said uh, whenever there is uh, some doubt then you can be lenient and uh, you don't have to worry about it. Like in the case of the pile of wheat, um, if there are a hundred or nine it gets stolen. He says, well you're not sure and you can't check, there's no way to know, so then you're not a Nazir. You don't have to practice Nazirut out of doubt and so according to the bomb, you could say actually these cases they're not in doubt because a koi does have some aspects that is like a chaya So if you say, uh, if it's a chaya, then you are correct. There are some aspects of it that are not like a chaya. So saying it's not like a chaya is also partially true. It's like if you have a zebra, right? If I say it's black, you're right. If I say it's white, you're right. If I say it's not black, you're also right because it's not all black. If I say it's not white, if I say it's white and black, that's true, right? If I say it's not white nor black, that's also true because it's not all white and not all black, but only somewhat. And so, if you have something that has aspects of both, right, think of uh, like a, a, a Venn, Venn diagram with three circles, Haya, Behema, and then Koi is, uh, overlaps both. And in some ways, it overlaps both of them in the middle, and some over only this one, and some only that one. So, you, since, the, since in some way it is and is not like Haya, and is and is not like Behema, all of these statements are actually absolutely true, not misafik. Right? It is true that there is some aspect of it that is a behemah, and true that there's some aspect that's not a Behema, that's some aspect that's both, and there's some aspects that are neither, and that would be why all of them are uh, definite nizidim. All right, so fascinating we have these three interpretations. Now the Gemana itself is going to give um, its own two interpretations. About how about these nine? Are they nine people or nine uh, periods of nizirut for one person? So tane hadat tisha nizirim idach One breita says this, uh, to, uh, this uh, commenting on the Mishnah, that the Mishnah involves nine different individuals who each have to practice one nizirut obligation. But and that's easy to understand. But the other one says no. We're talking about one person. Uh, then there is a case where one person would have to as obligates himself to nine periods of nizirut. Now, let's analyze. It's easy to understand that there are nine individuals who are each nezirim For example, you have a lot of people there, and they all see this koi, and each one makes a, makes a vow with a condition that is associated with the koi. One said, uh, one said it's a behemah, one said it's chaya, right? And so, uh, that's nine different people as we explain the Mishnah. But how could you ever have a case like this where there will be nine obligations on one purpose? We can understand the, for the first six. One person can look at the koi and say, i a Nazir if it's a behema." And then he makes another one, another vow and says I'm a nazir if it's not a behema. I'm a nazir if it's a chaya. I'm a nazir if it's not a chaya. I'm a nazir if it's both. I'm a nazir if it's neither. Right? So one person can take all of those six var- variants of a vow. And so, since they're all somewhat true, then he will be a nazir six times. But, but the last three, how could it be? Because the last three were talking about other people, right? And This person number seven says, "I'll be a nazir if one of those guys, or if none of those right, uh, uh, one of those guys, is a nazir. One of the guys not a nazir. If all of them are a nazir, so he can't do that about himself. If there's only one person, so we have an answer. Oh, here's the case: you have nine people, and they went through what we just said, and then there's a tenth person that's looking at them and says, I'm going to be a Nazir and I'm going to accept upon myself the number of nizirut obligations that there are among those nine people, right? So whenever it is, he hears them, and they said, "Oh, that's what! A, what a great case! Whatever, it's, add up all the obligations, or whatever it ends up being, and I'm going to take upon myself all those, uh, you know, back-to-back successive." And so, since all nine are nizirim, that tenth guy who says that will have to observe um, nine nizirut obligations one after the other. Hadran alach bet shamai. and so that completes the fifth pedic, and now we get to go to the sixth pedic. pedic. The sixth pedic actually is going to introduce some <clears throat> really fundamental uh, uh, basic points about a nazir that actually would have been helpful to know right up front, but for some reason uh, we waited until the sixth pedic to learn these basic uh, prohibitions uh, regarding a nazir. So it begins like this. <shelosha minin> asurin <ben azir> There are three categories, uh, type, species of prohibitions that relate to a nazir. Ha tum'ah ha that they cannot become Tameh Lamet, and cannot shave his hair, And anything that uh, comes from a vine is prohibited to the Nazir. Okay, those are the three. Um, Now, the third one is the one we're going to elaborate on the most. That's probably why it's last in this list, um, even though it's mentioned first in the Pesukim. Uh, so uh, now um, All the different things uh, uh, that come from the vine can combine with each other uh, in order to make a shi'ur and the shi'ur in order to be liable for liable of lashes is a kizait. So therefore, if someone only has a little tiny bit of a grape, a nazir, That it's it's prohibited, but they're not liable to lashes until they eat a kezayit. But the kezayit can be made up of the 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 skin, the seeds, right? If it even if it's half a kezayit of this and half a kezayit of that. Those add up together to make a whole. Um, not all prohibitions add up together. For example, on Yom Kippur, if someone has um, a half of a shiord of drink and half of a shiord of, uh, of food, uh, they do not have to add up together, right? Those, they're, they're considered separate categories, which is why if someone is sick, they can have up to, you know, less than a shiord of drink, less than a shiord of um, uh, food at the same time and that will not add up to a deoraita violation. So, so far we have the first elements of a definition of hayose Min Hagefen uh, but the rest of the Mishnah is uh, now going to uh, trace a history of this law uh, that we add up to a Kezayit and we're also going to speak in the entire daf of what does this is what does this mean anything that comes from a gefen from the vine uh, does that include the seeds the um, skins the 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 wooden parts of the of the vine the leafy parts of the vine uh, and so on so we're going to have to uh, define this precisely so here we go Mishnah omeret ad yayin Akiva Afilu. Shara Pitobayain Vyeshba Kedela Saref Kazaiit Hayav. So now we see that actually what we just said is the end is the last halakha uh, the end of the process, um, that it's a kezayit. But there was an earlier stage of the halakha, a mishna, an earlier mishnah, right, an er- earlier uh, um, layer of the oral law, uh, that said, no, no, not a kezayit, it used to be a rivit of yain. Now is a liquid measure, kezayit is a dry measure. So it used to be based on a liquid measure, rivi'it is significantly bigger, than a kezayit. So that was the law originally. And then it became more stringent. And so to be said, we're going to use a dry measure of a kezayit. And not only that, we're going to include within the kezayit even something permitted, for example, if you had some bread and uh, some wine, it got uh, the bread got soaked in wine, and let's say the bread is half a kezayit, and the wine that it got that it soaked up is also half a kezayit. Now we consider it all together to be one kezayit, and if a if a nazir eats that, even though he's only having a half of a kezayit of wine. Um, it combines with the bread that it's soaked into and makes a full kezayit. So, uh, Rav Akiva Kiva uh, taught this stringency, and that's the basis of the bottom line law that we just saw. Now, oh, so is another uh, The first opinion says one is liable to lashes um, if one had just wine by itself and he had a kizait of wine, even if he didn't have any other parts. That is its own prohibition, and if he had just grapes by themselves, and also if he had skins by themselves, or the seeds by themselves, he had a kazait of grape skins, that by itself will uh, make the person liable, according to the first opinion. Rabbi ben Azaria, however, is more lenient, and he says, "No, you are not chayav until you have." both um shne uh, and azag two kharsanim which we're going to see what exactly what that means uh but we're going to see it refers to the skins so you have to have two skins of grapes and one um and one seed uh, in, because that's singular he's deriving this from the pasuk that says sanim is plural um so see the uh, well here it, it translate as uh, seeds or skin. We're going to see Machloket, which is which. So here, Kharsanim, skins, Vadzag, singular, uh, uh, whatever whatever that is, if it's a seed. So you have to have both of these, because it says from this to this, don't eat, so only if you violate the entire span of the things mentioned here, right? It's not mentioned just in a list, as other things are, but from here to here. So you need uh, all those things to be liable. All right, now let's define, still in the Mishnah. Elu hahen elu What do these things refer to? Chasanim, elu sonim. Chasanim is the outside of a grape, the skin. Hazagim elu but zagim is the inside, the seeds. Um, obviously, the rest of the grape, the flesh of the grape, is also prohibited, right? That's, but that's the basic grape. So this comes to include even uh, the parts that are not the main fruit of it. Uh, and the Biyose says, no, I think it's the opposite way. And the ten says, that was a Biyosea Galilee. Okay, it's different to Biyosea, but he also wants to give you a mnemonic so that you don't make a mistake. When you have a bell that's worn by an animal, um, uh, uh, you know, like a cowbell, the, uh, the zog um, is the, out, uh, the outside of it. And so when you say right, like, a, like a bell of an animal, so the outside is called a zog. The inside, the, the clapper, is called an, in, an inbal. Uh, so, um, uh, so, therefore, whenever you see the word zog, uh, think of the zog, the out, outer part of a cowbell, and you'll know, remember that that's, the zog refers to the outer part of the grape, the skin, whereas charsanim refers to the seeds. Um, okay, so those are the two different definitions. Alright, now we come to the Gemadam. <speaking in Hebrew> so since when the Mishnah mentioned the three things that are prohibited, it said that which comes from the vine. Uh, so only something that comes from the vine, meaning the, the grape, right? And and the seeds and and uh and the skin. But the vine itself, meaning the wooden part of it. Um, and the leaves? Um, no, that uh, that is not not prohibited. If a, a nazir wants to go and consume some uh, leaves from a vi- uh, from a vine, all right, grape leaves, all right? We uh, we, eat, we eat lots of grape leaves uh, in the form of yebra it's delicious. So that's okay. He's permitted. Um, now that's what we derive from the language of the Mishnah. But we know, to be omed alin This Mishnah must be opposed to Rabbi el azar This is not Rabbi el azar ben Azariah, in the Mishnah, because Stam Rabbi el azar is Rabbi el azar ben Shamua, who is a direct student of Rabbi Akiva. That will be important for us in a few minutes. Uh, Rabbi el azar uh, in this Braita says, uh, Nazir is prohibited even to eat the leaves and the lulavin, uh, tendrils. These are These are the soft parts on top of the plant um, that are edible. And those are also prohibited. So here's a really important machloket. Tanakama says it's only the grape that's prohibited. And Abi Al-Azad ben Shamwa says all the edible parts of the plant. Okay, that's one version of this uh, uh, of this discussion, and according to this version, Tanakama says it's pr- permitted to eat the leaves. However, there's another version of this statement that applies it to the second part, the rest of the Mishnah. Regarding the, the punishment, the chiyuv, um, one is only punishable with lashes if one eats a from the grapes a kezait. So this is what we are analyzing. Uh, That uh, the, the 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 majority opinion says, oh, from the grapes that if he eats a kezayit from the grapes, liable to lashes. But if he eats um, a kezayit from the vine itself, from the leaves, then no liability to lashes. Still is a prohibition, but no liability to lashes. So, you see, that would make an important difference according to this. If a Nazir eats uh, rolled grape leaves, that would be prohibited. Um, just it wouldn't get lashes according to either way wouldn't get lashes according to the majority opinion but according to this was, is still prohibited according to the first reading is permitted so there's an important difference. And it's about this that we said, Oh, this Mishnah is not the opinion of Rabbi El Azad. He says, no, A-Navim uh, uh, um, uh, means even the, all the parts of the vine that are edible, even the leaves, um, that would also be included and would be punishable if he ate a of grape leaves. All right, good. So now we want to see the source for this Machloket between Rabbanan and Rabbi el Azar. So we ask, B'may kamipalge? All right, this is really fundamental. There are two different systems. Whenever the Torah has a general category and also mentions specifics, uh, depending on the order and uh, whether it's sandwiched or not, so this is, these create ambiguities, right? Uh, ambiguities. Does the Torah mean the specific examples? Or does it mean the generality? Or how do we combine them? Is it some combination? Uh, of the two. So, there's two different systems of explaining this combination of general categories and specifics in a pasuk. One way is Ribuy and Mi'ut. This was from the school of Rabbi Akiva. So, it makes sense that Rabbi al azar Ben Shamua, Rabbi Akiva student, is going to use this system. Whereas, Rabbanan used a different system of Kelal Uperat. Um, that's from the, from the school of Rabbi Ishmael. Um, so what's the difference between the two? This is a good example, as we're going to see. Ribui and Me'ut works more technically, whereas Kelal and Padat works more conceptually. Right? What's the essential key uh, essence of the detail? And then we'll use that. To uh, to generalize, if it's a prat uklal uprat, which is, is is going to be here. Okay, it'll be elazar darish riboy okay. umi ote riboy umi ote miayin v'shechar yazir miat, Mikol ha'cheri asem mi gefen hayayin riba mi'et v'riba riba hakol mai riba riba kol my mai miat mi'et shebishta. Okay, so let's look at the pisukim. So we see how it works. Uh, so we're looking at Pesukim three and four. This is all the elaboration on what does uh, what does the prohibition of wine mean. So it starts with some a few examples. These are the uh, this is the um, this is the details. Um, so he has to keep away from wine. Usually shekhar means other intoxicants, um, but the Talmud explain, Midrash explains it as old wine right intoxicating wine. he has to keep away also from vinegar and from old vinegar he cannot drink. Also anything that the grape is uh, steeped in we learned a lot of laws about tarovit, about mixtures of one prohibited thing and something permitted from the, from these words. Um, so anyway, anything anything that the grapes are steeped in, he cannot drink, and the grapes themselves, whether they are uh, 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 fresh or dried, like meaning raisins, he cannot eat them. Okay, so those are all uh, specific details, and then it goes to a generality: Kol anything that is made from the uh, from the grape vine. So you see, if you're going to say everything, why do you? Need to bother, talk, listing all these specific details. So this is strange. So this is the um, this is the miut, and this is the riboy. And now notice that there is another phrase, mechasanim veadzag lo yochel, which is another list of detailed examples. And based on this, we are going to call it. Um, in the for, for Rabbanan, for the system of Rabbi Ishmael, this is going to be a Pirat, this whole pasuk is a Pirat, this is a Kelal, and this is going to be another Pirat. So the Rabbanan are going to, know, are going to take account of three phrases, Kelal, Pirat, and Kelal. Rabbi El Azar ben Shamua, on the other hand, is not considering this Marchasanim a zag. apparently because he wants, he's going to agree with the other Rabbi El Azar ben Azariah, who in the Mishnah used this to teach teach us that. You're only liable if you have both the seeds and the and, and the skins. Uh, so this is left out um, of, the, of this out first adasha. Okay, so here we go. This is the details, here is the generality, and uh, this means that we have, according to the al-Azad, um, a miyayn de shahad, that's the that's the uh, details. So that's going to be something that's limiting, right? The individual examples are a limiting factor. And when it says everything, that's a generalizing factor. And whenever you have mi et veriba, ribaha kol, the rule is that we go follow the generality. It's kind of like um, sometimes you'll give a few examples. You know, you ask someone, um, can you get me, uh, can you get me, Orange juice, apple juice, water, anything to drink. Right. So if a person says that they're giving some examples, but really once they say anything to drink, um, it's clear that those examples are really just uh, are, are, are mean the gen- generality. And I'm okay with with drinking anything. Right. I just started off with a few examples. So we follow really the generality. So what is so what what are we including? We're including everything, every type of uh, of uh, of uh, parts of the grapevine, including the. Fruit itself, and of course, the, the skin and the, and the seeds, and the leaves and the soft parts uh, of the tendrils, all that is included according to B. Elazar. Now, you still have to take into account the mi'ut, my mi'et. You, if you gave examples, you have to learn something from the examples, right? That's to be something that's excluded. Okay, yeah, well, we'll, we'll let, we'll allow that to, to exclude something. We're going to exclude the branches, the hard branches, which aren't edible at all. Okay, that's ex, that's excluded, right? So in my example, if I said orange juice, grape juice, right? Uh, so I want, you know, some kind of juice, some kind of liquid, right? And I don't want uh, something that's, you um, uh, out of that, out of the category completely, um, that uh, would not be would not be good. All right, so here you see it works in a kind of technical way. We're really following the the uh, uh, inclusion of the riba, and the miut is just taking out something that we couldn't wouldn't be usable in any case. All right, so that's the first system. Now, The opinion of the majority here follows the Rabbi Ishmael, uh system. That, use, that follows kalal and perat. So here it goes. So uh, when it gives the, gives the examples, and here, just like in the last time, it's only quoting the first three words, but it really means the entire pasuk of detailed examples. Um, that is a limitation. Um, but then this is everything. Well, that's a generality. And then it goes and continues. So it's going, going, following the majority before that doesn't have to use learn anything from here, right? Even if you have just just uh, um, uh, seeds, a uh, kazait of them, you'd be liable. So now this is available to use for this derasha. uperat. This is another example of details. So perat uklal uperat. Now, we have a sandwich structure. And whenever you have a sandwich stru- structure, it works like this. Uh, so, when you have a perat uklal uprat. Actually, it works if you have also, but this happens to be the detail, the generality detail. Here's what you have to do. We mean, of course, you're going to include what's in the details, right? That's for sure. But uh, the generality in the middle comes to tell you, anything that is essentially similar to the details the details not going to give you everything right so if i say i want uh um uh give, give me some orange juice a drink apple juice by saying that well for sure you can get me apple juice or orange juice but by saying anything in the middle i mean i must be i want some kind of fruit juice right what do they have what do these have in common what's the essence i want fruit juice and uh, i don't want soda for example right so you have to find some some way to generalize the the uh the details so not everything has to be something that is in a, essentially similar to the particulars and so what is that in this in this case well the details that are uh, that are explicit um that those all refer to the fruit or the fruit waste like the seeds like the skins or like um, vinegar, as we're going to see. Um, these are all uh, uh, par- things that come from the fruit, but essentially it's the fruit itself. And so, since all the all the examples uh, that were mentioned in that first pasuk are all based on the fruit itself, um, so too we'll say anything that's from the fruit itself um, is included by the klal. But this would exclude for sure, it would exclude the branches and it would also exclude the leaves and the tendrils. Those are not part of the prohibition or at least not part of the punishment. Okay, good. Now we're going to challenge this, because whenever you have uh, learning what's essential about the details, well, you can, you know, what is essential about the details? You can make a more limited definition or a more expansive definition. And so here we just made a pretty limited definition, but maybe we can challenge that. Ima perat af Well, maybe uh, we, we should say, um, just like the details, are, uh, are, are are talking about a complete a ripe fruit so maybe the prohibition is only about a ripe fruit so actually here we're going to limit we're going to make an even more limited definition and uh, so uh, what's prohibited well then the examples in that pasuk was all th- parts uh, or holes or parts or derivatives of a whole ripe fruit um, but maybe this and so we're going to generalize anything like that but that will exclude an unripe fruit or a fruit that's wormy or a problematic one uh, those would be pre- permitted and so maybe we should use this even more limited definition of what's essential um, and so we're going to say no that's not a good reading why <laughs> if you're going to only include the, 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 the parts of a, the, a ripe fruit and its derivative Well, then that's all the things that are actually mentioned explicitly. So what else would the uh, inclusion clause be including right so let's look at the list. Anavim lachim haketibe yain ha'en. If you want to talk about the gra- uh, grapes, whether they're fresh or dried out, uh, raisins, it's that's mentioned explicitly in the pasuk. If you want to talk about wine and vinegar, those are also explicitly in the pasuk. So already you have anything that is from a ripe uh, a ripe uh, grape or anything that comes from a ripe grape. So those are uh, all the possibilities are already excluded. So then what would the uh, what would the generality come to add to that if there's nothing uh, nothing else that its adding so therefore we go back to the first reading let's abandon this uh, proposal of a very limited definition and we go to the going to go to the more expanded one and in this uh, uh so to summarize what we have the first pasuk mentioned a whole bunch of things that have to do with ripe fruits and then it said and anything that comes from the comes from the the grapefruit Vine. So this anything is adding to it. What is it adding? Even um, thing, something that would be an unripe fruit or a wormy uh, a grape and things like that. That are also similar it's from the grape itself, not from the branches, not from the leaves. So it has to include something. So that's what we're going to include. Alright, good. Now lomar Okay, now next question is about the Last perat. Um, so since uh, from the kelal and the, from the perat and the kelal, we just learned that we're going to include all parts of the grape, right, whether ripe or not, and all uh, derivatives from it, the, the vinegar, and so that would include the skin and the seeds as well. So since all that's already included, then what is the last phrase that says from from uh, from skins to pits? what is that doing? What is that adding? Here they say from from pits to grape, right, either way. So what is that adding it? What is that adding to us? We already know that that is going to be part of the prohibition. Oh, this teaches us a methodology of how to how to interpret perat ukelal uperat. So it teaches us that anytime you have perat ukelal, in other words, if you have only u Kilal, that works totally differently. Then you cannot uh, um, broaden it, but rather it's all uh, 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 and say anything that is like the, uh, the, the Pirat. You can't do that, um, what we just did. Um, rather, it's like Kilal Musafala Pirat. There we have to assume that the Kilal, which is last, is adding to the Pirat. In other words, as follows. If you have only two, um, uh, two clauses, uklal, then you just assume that it's all in the Kelal. Right? If I say, I want uh, this kind of juice, that kind of juice, anything to drink, then you have to assume, I was just thinking of examples, but really all, all, all drinks are going to be included in that category. And so that's why you need another one. But if you have if it's sandwiched, only then do we, do we use this uh, in between. We take the essential character of the detail, um, of the details, and we generalize from the essential character. That's what we do in a kalal, perat uklal uprat or in a perat uklal uperat. Any time you have a sandwich, we use the generalizing the essential parts of the peratim. Whereas, if you have only two uh clauses then uh it doesn't say it here but you always follow the second one right is also going to be a generality um is always going to be just a detail With, for example if i say get me anything to drink orange juice apple juice since i said that second it's evident that when i said anything to drink i really meant that i want you know that those kinds of juices Okay, so that's why we need the, the, we need the ending parat, not because it tells us anything more. We would know from the generality of the essence the, from the first list that, those, that skins and, and um, seeds would be included, but we need that at the end, just to have something at the end, so that it's a parat uklal uprat. All right, fantastic. So it's really fundamental to understand the difference between the Rabbi Akiva Midrashim and Rabbi Ishmael Midrashim. And so now we end just with uh, one more insight um, on that Braita. So, inve, Pesolet Okay, and the Braita said that. The, what's the essence of the detail? Um, it's uh, something that's defined as a fruit or something that comes from the, the, the garbage, the waste from the fruit, the leftovers after you squeeze them, uh, what is left over. So, so too anything that is either the fruit or something that comes from the fruit, that is what's prohibited. Um, good. So, now let's define what these terms are. What does mean, pity? Well, that's the, that's the grape itself. And what is fruit Waste. What is that? That means homest. comes from it. We've tried to make wine, but then some of it turns into vinegar. So that's the leftover waste is called vinegar. All right. Um, okay. Now, afkol pity. So now the, the Mishthat Baraita continues and says, So too, anything that is part of the grape. So, my he go har ki. So, what is that including? Or anything that's, a, if, you, if I know, it says, it says grapes already, right? The, so, we're trying to figure out what, is, what are we adding to the detailed list? The detailed list said grapes. So, if I say anything that's similar to that essence, that's including even unripe grapes. are also in it. And now when we say we're adding something to the waste, the waste itself is vinegar. But vinegar is listed explicitly in the pasuk. So what is the kelal adding? That's essentially like it. Uh, that's coming to include uh, grapes that are wormy. Uh, and so now I also know that the skin is going to be included in, this, in the seeds because it says that at the end of the Pasuk. So when it says something essentially like that, what is that coming to include? Uh, that's the parts in between, right? There may be the, the, the pulp, or little uh, uh, grapes that are stuck in the middle, or something like that. Um, all those things are, are, are included. And so, basically, to summarize what we have for rabbanan is we have a whole list of items in the in the, mishna, in the Pasuk itself that includes uh, the grapes and dried grapes, raisins, includes vinegar, and includes the grapes in the skin. So, what do we, what, what, what we do with the Kalal from everything? Oh, that's going to include even these other items that maybe you'll say, well, you know, an, a wormy grape, an unripe grape, uh, some some part of it that's uh, in between, um, maybe those would not be considered uh, prohibited. No, those are all part of the prohibition. Uh, but it's really anything that is part of the grape or comes from the grape is limited to that. Grape leaves and and, uh, and tendrils are permitted according to Rabbanan. Baruch Amen vamin